0: to another episode of the Scholar Spotlight Podcast. For the month of November, we're in a series called STEM Power. If you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, I need you to stop this episode now and go listen, because I've been speaking with some amazing women, um, and this episode isn't, isn't any different. I had the opportunity in our third episode to speak with Cam Smith, who currently serves as Community Outreach Program Manager at Christiana Healthcare System in this conversation she breaks down what it means for organizations to be diverse and inclusive this notion of addressing versus confronting stereotypes and the importance of stem power women showing up and providing some guidance and support for our young women aspiring to break the glass ceiling this conversation was truly insightful and i learned a lot and So i hope you guys enjoy as always remember to like subscribe rate and comment at the scholar spotlight podcast on apple Podcasts and spotify and follow us on twitter instagram facebook at delaware college scholars hi cam how are you doing
1: i'm good jordan how are you
0: i am doing well i'm doing well i I appreciate you taking the time uh to join us on our podcast um and in a series we're calling stem powered we're really excited to have you
1: it's my pleasure
0: thank you can you tell me a bit about why you started um, every girl is a princess and how has that work translated to your role as community outreach program manager or Christiana, care
1: sure. So I started Every Girl's a Princess um, some years ago, and I started it because I noticed that our young ladies did not have what they labeled as self-esteem. So I kind of wanted to address that with some of our young girls early. So it was a it's a program for nine to twelve year olds. And I wanted them to get a foundation early so that as they become teenagers, they have it. And then as they become adult women, they have it. So I wanted to kind of start early. And that nine to 12 year old time frame is when young ladies are starting to find themselves. They're starting to discover, um, Hey, I'm this young lady. And what does that mean? So I often heard girls talk about, you know, Or envision them not having the self-esteem. But what every girl is a princess does is kind of um, eradicates all of that. And it's not about self-esteem. What we're teaching is self-worth. So that's something that no one can take away from you. And I think people get those two terms mixed up. And that's what I wanted to share with young girls, that it's about your self-worth, not about your self-esteem. So your self-worth is something that is already in you. It's already given to you at birth. Self-esteem is what people put on you. So if I say, Jordan, I don't like that um, polo shirt that you have on, and then somebody else says, Jordan, I don't like that polo shirt that you have on, Mm -hmm. then that starts to bump down your self-esteem. But we start to get that mixed up with what our worth already is, and that the polo shirt that Jordan has on doesn't make up Jordan, it's the body that's Mm -hmm. wearing the polo shirt that makes up Jordan. So getting young ladies to understand the difference between those two and no matter what people say to try to pull you down or belittle you, it doesn't matter because your self-worth is already there.
0: That's powerful. Do you think that some of the work has translated that you were doing with Every Girl is a Princess? I mean, has it translated to the role that you have now, you know, with uh, some of the summer programming that you do? And I mean, maybe touch a little bit on that.
1: Yeah, it really does. I think my passion is for our youth to know their worth. My passion is for our youth to know that there is absolutely nothing that they cannot accomplish when they set their mind to it, or if they set their goals, they can accomplish those things. So it's my everyday purpose to make sure that a student understands that, that my words can go far with them, that um, I'm planting seeds in them. I might not see the harvest of the Mm -hmm. seed, but I know that I'm consistently planting seeds in them. And that was the same with Every Girl's a Princess. So right now, my lens is a little wider Mm -hmm. than it was with Every Girl's a Princess. And when you think of princess, you think of... Some people think of, like, frilly pink and um, all of this stuff and these big... um, Gowns and stuff like that, but that's not what it is. It's about being royalty and knowing that who you are and what your greatness is in that. And that in this line of work that I'm doing now, it's just not about princesses. It's about princes too. So Mm. to know that every every man is a prince, every girl is a princess, to know that you are royalty and that everything that you set out to do, you can, you can do it. Uh, And I want to be that vessel for, for students to know that. For them to know that um, even our underserved and our underrepresented you might not think that you're exposed to stuff but i'm going to make sure that you do get exposed to it
0: thank you what does diversity equity and inclusion mean to you and why is it important especially as organizations and institutions develop plans to commit to these values
1: um those are big words they are huge words with huge impact and huge responsibility behind all of them. So I, when I started working for my employer, that was something that I looked for, um, for the employer to be diverse, to be equitable and to include. So when I think of diversity, I think of it as um, having an invitation to a party, right? So there's a whole bunch of different people that come. One individual can't be diverse. It has Mm -hmm. to be the entire Mm -hmm. party is Mm -hmm. diverse, Mm -hmm. Um, whether that's diverse in experience, whether that's diverse in thinking, whether that's diverse in um, the color of our skin or our sexuality or our religion, Mm -hmm. all of that, those are the people that are coming to the party. Inclusion means that once I get to the party, I'm being asked to dance. That's important, too. So it's one thing to be invited to the party, but there's another thing to be asked to dance at the party Mm. Um, and to not be that wallflower wallflower where someone is looking at you and not inviting you to be a part of the Mm. party. So that's important. And sometimes people get equity um, mixed up with equality, the equity says that you acknowledge that we all have different needs. We all have different experiences and we all have different opportunities. And when all of those three things come together, um, then that means that there is cohesion, that there is work that's getting done, that um, people are being respected with dignity. Uh, But what I want to make sure that people understand too, is that just because you have diversity doesn't mean that you have inclusion. Um, so those things are not married. So I think people need to understand that you have to, you have to walk in all of those things um, in your workplace and in your personal life. Um, just being inclusive of all people and not disrespectful.
0: That is so profound, and I love the illustration that you that you gave. You know, in terms of being invited to the, being invited to the party and then asked to ask the dance. That's I never thought about it in that way, but I think that was a great way to break it down so people don't understand. So thank you for that. How do you challenge stereotypes and promote sensitivity and inclusion? And then a follow-up for that is how would you advise our scholars who aspire to do the same but may not have the vocabulary or confidence to do so?
1: So with stereotypes, I might be very, very different than other people, but I don't let those type of things. Um, I try not to let those type of things distract me. Because that's that person's issue. So even in the past years, I've been learning not to pick up other people's baggage. That's their baggage. um, And whatever stereotype that they have, that's their stereotype. But to also know that they exist. Mm -hmm. They do exist, but for them not to hinder you. So I think it's a matter of pressing, (laughs) pressing forward um, and acknowledging that they're there. And what I have learned over the past few years is to address them. You know, but not in a critical way and not in a way that is um, belittling to someone mm. But to say, I'm, am, am I taking this the right way or is this what's happening right now to be able to address it head on without fear of what will happen after. And I think our students need to be able to address that, too, and to know that they do exist. They do um stereotypes do exist but that doesn't mean that you can't achieve or accomplish what it is that you have been set out to do i hope that makes sense
0: it does make sense i I I feel like it requires a level of maturity too right Mm -hmm. i mean you said through experience you've kind of mastered that art of not maybe taking up the offense but Mm -hmm. being able to you know talk to that person and say hey am i interpreting this the right way So would you say that that just comes with time or like how through your experience, you've built the vocabulary and the confidence to address those situations head on? Like, how would you? I
1: I think it's with experience that I've built the confidence, Mm -hmm. but it's also been because of mentorship um, and people advising me or me watching people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, how did, how did that person handle that? Because I, I probably would have handled that differently, but watching being a people watcher and seeing how they do, how they navigate the workplace or how they navigate their personal lives. But it does. It does take time. It does take um, an understanding and it does take a sense of confidence. Mm. And not not like being overly confident where you're conceited about, oh, you know, they ain't that ain't going to phase me. It does phase you. But being confident and knowing that just because a person said this or believes this doesn't make it true. And I believe that truth will stand on its own two feet period and that I don't have to prove it it's just going to stand on its own two feet Got it. but students it it is it's a challenge it's a challenge and to know that it's out there stereotypes are out there Um, Mm -hmm. and people will stereotype you walking into a room you know because of the color of our skin or because of the way that we wear our hair or our degrees or our letters behind our names there's going to be some
0: so it requires that social awareness, you would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I think and you know, I think it rings true. You're right. It's just hard to do that in most emotion, in emotionally charged situations. Yeah, right?
1: right. But I would say don't be don't be blind to it either. Mm-hmm. You know, don't mm-hmm. be blind like okay, that's a stereotype. Oh, keep it moving. You know, we we do want our world to be a better world. So there are times where we have to address it. And there's a difference between addressing it and confronting
0: it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: so we don't want to be that type of individual that confronts everything because there's a negative connotation behind that but to address things you know i'm i'm feeling some type of way about what what you said or i'm feeling some type of way about how i perceive this can you help me with that um, i think if we if we get to a point where we use our voice and we use our language, even just for ourselves, it'll it'll start to revolve.
0: Kind of taking a bit of a transition. So over sixty percent of our scholars are interested in STEM related fields, either as majors or careers. What's one piece of advice you would give them, specifically our young women, as they begin to venture into spaces that may not be as diverse? Do it. <laughs> yeah. Period. Do it. Yeah.
1: Um be like Nike and just do it, you know, and and start to tackle what your fears are. So if you know that you have a fear, write that thing down. Write that fear down and acknowledge what it is. I've I've had to do it as well. Sometimes fear will cripple us. So if it's a fear, write that thing down and know what it is that is is crippling you so that you can get past it. What, on the other flip side of that, what I would say is that if we have some women who are in STEM, for you to show up for these young girls. Mm. Show up for them um, and let them know what you look like, what it looks like, what your adversity was, um, what your hindrances were, what obstacles you, you came in, so that if we have the knowledge, then we'll have the power. So if we're, if they're exposed, then they can expand, right? So I, I, I just charge all of our STEM-powered women to make sure that you show up for these young girls. And then these young girls to make sure that they seek out these stem-powered women so that they can know okay you might not be my my mentor per se but you can be my mentor from a distance so i could watch you um you may not want that responsibility but let's show up for these girls and young ladies do it do it you know and don't be discouraged by stereotypes don't be discouraged because um you don't see people that look like you be the difference you know show up and and i tell my students this all the time what do i expect from you i expect you to show up mm. and if you don't show up then you can't get the you can't get the information you can't get the material show up and when you show up show up prepared mm. so show up with a pen show up with a piece of paper show up with an open mind to be able to learn something different so that's what i would say to these stem powered young ladies show up Show up for it um, and know that you might be that young lady that has the cure inside of her head. You might be that young lady that has um, this God-given gift inside of you that nobody else has. So we, we're we trying to um, cure cancer. We're trying to cure a sickle cell. We're trying to cure all of these things, but you might be holding on to that, that, um, that gift or that talent that's going to unleash all of this, this, these cures. So show up, you might not know what you have inside of you. So I'll expand that just a little bit more. So when we have our STEM powered older women, um, our seasoned women, it's your opportunity to rub that genie bottle so that all of that stuff will come out um, in our STEM powered young ladies. So we all have a responsibility. Our, Our gentlemen do as well, we have a responsibility.
0: So takes wise, a village. so wise, it does, it, takes it a does, village. it does, you're right. What do you believe can be done to encourage more women in general and minorities to enter into STEM related educational tracks and careers?
1: For, for them to see people that look like them, for us to no longer, um, and I'm not saying that this is, I'm not saying it in a generalized way, but if you are um, a minority in STEM whether that's female, whether that's black, brown, whatever that is, that you show up again for these young ladies, right? That you no longer are a background singer, that you're, you're, you're the soloist, that you come up front so that they can see what that looks like, so that they can see um, that there are people out there that look like them. They may not be related to them, but there are people out there that look like them. Um, for us to have more education, things like this, Things like this for, for people to have, for our students to have access to. I think access is like a major, major um, foundational piece that our students need. So if they have access to it, they're empowered by it, they're exposed to it, then there's expansion. There. Mm-hmm. That's the whole formula. So I think if we just show up more and more for our students, also if we push the educational systems, if we push people in politics and policy to be able to have exposure for these, these students, more programming, um, more scholarships, more money, all of that for our students to be able to shine.
0: Thank yeah. you. So we're transitioning to our last segment of, a, of the podcast, ring the bell. So it's the same two questions to okay. every guest speaker we have. So what's one piece of advice you would give your 16 year old self
1: do it afraid one more time i would tell them do Do it it. afraid yeah i would tell myself to do it afraid um and pursue the hard i as a 16 year old i avoided hard stuff (laughs) like oh no that's too hard i don't take that class that's too hard i'm not going to take it but pursue the hard because that's gonna that's going to um Sharpen a muscle that you you haven't touched. So when you do it, do it afraid and you do those things that are hard, you become stronger than you know that you could have possibly been. I tell my students each and every time we, we have a session, I want you to raise your hand as high as you can. Keep, just raise your hand as high as you can. Are you, did you raise it as high as you can? All right, raise it a little bit higher. That means that you can, there's more to you when you can raise it a little bit higher. And everybody always raises it a little bit higher, which means you have more potential than what you think that you have. So I say do it afraid and um, do the things that are hard.
0: What's your why?
1: My why is I do this because I wanna be what I needed when I was younger. So I'm not saying that I didn't have support, but there were supports that I needed, that people didn't know that I needed. So I'm trying to be that for students now. So I'm trying to show up for my 16 year old self today. And my why is because I think that the world needs our students, they need us. And I don't ever want a student to shy away from answering a question or solving a problem because of their age you can solve it too. You can you can probably go toe to toe with the with 40 45 50 year olds because of the the um, the world in which we live right now. This generation right now, all they know is technology. That's all they've known. So they probably have so many answers and so many solutions to things that we don't we don't. So, for me it's showing up for
0: students, the way that I wanted people to show up for me—that's my why. Cam, so yes. m- many wise nuggets and words, and so I'm just so appreciative for you taking the time um, to just impart your wisdom. And yeah, this was awesome. So l- 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 listen, you. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, and uh, yeah, we look forward to talking uh, talking with you soon. But uh, this is great. So thank you.
1: Jordan, keep doing the work.
0: Yep. We will, we will.